Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the show on the internet that all the people are listening to. I mean, none of the people. The other thing. That's the one. All the people. All the people. <laughs> uh, this is Secretly Irresponsible Role Models. I, as always, am Chris. And today we are joined once again by the lovely Mitch. Mitch, unfortunately, Hello. is not... Hello, Mitch. Hi. Um, Mitch, however, is, is not currently uh, in my studio. Because I have a studio. Um, but Mitch is now uh, broadcasting from the Midwest. So, uh, Mitch, how you doing, bud? Haven't uh, haven't had you on the show or chatted with you really all that much here recently. Oh, it's it's been it's been crazy, Chris. I've been I've as you know I've been I've been teaching. Yeah, this is your first big teaching job. How are you liking it, bud? It is. I like uh, I like teaching quite a bit. I'm getting used to this district's uh, issues and better traits, and <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm starting to understand. Yeah, I think. you wanna you wanna yeah. talk about some of those issues there, cause cause you're in an area that's actually probably not too dissimilar from mine. Uh, pretty similar. Uh, it might be a bit smaller. Yeah. Believe it or not, um, we don't have much to do here. Um, we have one big strip, uh, right off the highway that has almost every store that the few stores that we have here. We have a Walmart. Ooh. We have, um. I want to say three fast food joints. One, of course, being a McDonald's. Of course. We have a dynamite uh, barbecue place, and I, I frequent there often because, again, it's one of the few good places we have here. That's built out of an old shell station. All right. And we have a drive-in theater, which is awesome, but it is oh. not season right now. So we're about the same it's it's we've had kind of a weird mild winter but uh so it, it mm. snowed the other day and i was like oh well shit i guess i'm not gonna see my lawn for the next seven months but then it all went away so it's it's been mm. rather nice um we do have um a community theater down here oh god I, love to have one I know, of those. Right? and i found out as of last week uh, well, quick funny story. You got you got time for a funny story? Uh, man, we have all the time in the internet. What do you got? So, uh, I I was getting ready to do my first production, and about two to three weeks into rehearsal, I got several emails and requests from the community theater uh, from their board saying, "Hi, would you please, please, please be in our fall production of It's a Wonderful Life?" <laughs> what show did you do at your school? We did, um, my first show was The 39 Steps. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I thought it was kind of perfect because I had no idea, I had heard my program was in decline. Yeah. I knew that we didn't have a, we don't have a theater actually in my school, so we had to rent out a space. Yeah, that's gross. So I, luckily that doesn't have too much of a set, it's mostly prop stuff. Yeah. Um, Otherwise so you'd have a thousand very sets. Well. I thought it was a very good first show to kind of learn my limits and what I was working with. Cool. But well, while I was working with that, they gave me the call and they were like, please let us, no one auditioned for <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. We've got a huge ass cast needed and we don't have that. Can you please be a character? And I looked at them and I said, well, I'm kind of directing my own play. And on top of that, this is my, I'm a first year teacher. I don't want to get really tied down to a ton of things right now. Yeah. They're like, oh, don't worry, we'll give you a small role. Itty bitty role. Is it just George? Huh? Are you just George, one of the main characters? I played Bert, the policeman. Okay, not not a big character. 
known primarily for the very end where he's like, George, George, you remember me? It's <laughs> you know, that memorable line in It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yeah, like when I played the amazing character of Gregory in Romeo and Juliet. So oh, I remember that. Gregory. He was known for being in <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, if I remember correctly. <laughs> That's exactly right. For like yeah. the first scene. So, uh, I did that, and I covered for a lot of people who missed rehearsals, which I found baffling how many more people missed rehearsal than I did, and I missed a ton because of my own play. Yeah. But uh, we, we finished the show, it went fairly well, and they were all like, well, you were amazing, you stepping up for the thing, and I found out last week that it was voted in their board meeting yeah. that I had to be a full-time board member. Woo! <laughs> That was so, quick. <laughs> what did they just like so, see that there was another theater person in the town and just jumped on you? Like, fucking get not, that guy. They made me sit in on one of their board meetings before and it was stupid boring. Oh, that's and I boring. Found out I couldn't really even vote for anything at that point because I wasn't a member. Yeah. Now I am. Hmm. Well, that's so, pretty cool. They want to. Now you'll get a kick out of this. So you know how. Back when we lived in the Springfield. Yeah, when we were in Missouri. How their community theaters were pretty good. They'd have like six to eight shows a year. Yeah, it was pretty regular. Busy. So the Theobod does three shows a year. All year? Are they... What are the shows, Mitchell? It is one in the fall, one in the spring, and normally a handwritten one that's for the kids in the summer. Ugh. The show choices are god-awful. Yeah? What do you got this season, buddy? Mr. Board Member? I have no idea what they are this season. I haven't been keeping up with that much. What were they last uh, season? Last season, it was one handwritten one by one of the teachers. Oh, that's gonna be at good. The school, and, which I've been told by everyone was not very good. What? You mean some random person writing a script for children wasn't <laughs> very good? He's an English teacher. He's my mentor teacher. Oh. Who is on, who's on the board. He's apparently in the past, he worked at MTV, which I'm like, ooh. Ooh, MTV. He must have been really cool. He was pretty hip. That's a TV channel, Mitch. He was rad as rad. Rad as rad can be. Uh, but they, they hired me. I'm pretty sure the reason they want me is... They want to do more things at the Theobod, and they're like, oh, you've got high school kids, maybe this can help build your program. So <laughs> I got a couple ideas. Well, very cool. That was a similar but, um, bunch of stuff that I tried to do when I was in theater professionally, and uh, they all thought it was stupid ideas, and that I was trying to take too much power to myself by doing yeah. things. <laughs> Fuck it. It's, it's crazy. But I got the official letter today. Cool. It was all like, you have been... You have been elected to fill to become a new board member as such you will be expected to appear at all of our meetings help with all of our projects <laughs> and must be here for a total of two years oh good in which case i just started laughing going okay i'm gonna have some contingencies when i go to that first meeting <laughs> no mitch your life has to revolve around this newfound community theater right that's that's how it works you can't leave you can never leave yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die here, Chris. Yup. I've actually been chatting <laughs> with a number of, yeah, I've, I've been chatting with a number of people around here. 
Um, and and every now and again, they'll they'll just kind of be a lull in the conversation, and they'll be like, "Never leave here." It's like what? <laughs> Never leave here. What? I, that that's kind of silly to think that I that I'll stay here forever. And they're like, "You can't leave." It's like what? Why can't I leave? Please tell me. They're like, because, because you're not from here. You have to stay. You don't understand. There's no one else like us here. It's like, it only well, just gets better from here. It only like gets better from here. And they're like, no, you you don't understand. There's no one else like us here. We have to stay together. And I was like, man, you can fucking leave too. Why does it? Don't don't just try and convince everyone they need to stay here forever. Just fucking go away. This isn't that big a deal, guys. But, so what's your community like there, bud? You don't have a terribly large town. Is it, like, just hyper-conservative religious nonsense, or? Um, it's very religious. It's very, very, very few non-whites. Yeah? I guess. Ooh, diversity um, would be great. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, most of them are very religious. They go to church on both Sunday and Wednesday, which makes it almost impossible to have rehearsals or team practices. Okay. <laughs> very much a sports team, like a, a very sports town. Like, they, the football team is one of the best in the state. And, okay. like, they, they just won state, which I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Or, you know, again. But sure. as, like, they were getting ready to play that, there were signs all over town that were supporting them, and I'm like, that's really cool. You don't see a whole community, you know... Rally behind one them. thing, yeah. But but some of the signs were all like, this is spirit, this is football, this is brotherhood. And then I went, what? <laughs> yeah, brotherhood got run up on several signs, and every time I saw one, I went, uh-oh. <laughs> this is... That's... That's weird. Maybe there's a little too... Too much. Here we have similar stuff. They're really into sports, especially now that their team is actually good at playing football. Um, so whenever games were happening, or really now whenever games happen for any sport, you see signs all over the place. But my favorite one for football is there are signs everywhere that'll say, like, be the 12th man. And I asked somebody what that meant once, and they were like, you know, like, be the 12th man. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. You can't explain <laughs> what it means by telling me the thing that I'm asking you what it means. This is... Dude, it's rad as rad. It's rad as rad. Whatever it is, it's fucking the bee's knees. But uh, apparently here, they're all about whatever being the twelfth man is. And no one seems to actually know what that means. Which is... That's not good. No, it's not. But man, is it just the rallying call for all of the little country people who want to come out and see their football team win. So that's that's a good time, but um, do you guys do anything with uh, competitions or anything? Like a speech? Yeah, like uh, theater competitions, speech, forensics, that kind of shit. Well, um, I the teacher before me had a speech and debate, like a debate and forensics team. Yeah. But I found out that it was primarily run through a student who graduated. Okay. So she had all the supplies, but kind of left me in the dirt so um there was one at one point it's very few right now like yeah. i have a class specifically called debate and forensics sure that has three students in it <laughs> one of those classes i've had two other students express interest cool 
but that's not enough right now to have a whole Again, team my or anything. program's in mega decline right now, which yeah. is kind of why I think they're letting me get away with anything and everything. Because they're just trying to see if you can throw everything at the wall and hopefully build their department back up kind of thing? That's something exactly will stick? Right. Okay. I have a department meeting about like once a month, and this is... I, I, I lucked out. I have the best principals in the world because cool. I work at both the high school and the middle school, Ick. which sucks, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but both my principals will meet with me and they're like, "So, what are your plans for this month?" I'll be like, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna have the kids do puppet theater, and I'm, I'm gonna have go into this and this and this." And they'll just sit there and be like, "That sounds awesome." Well, call us if you need us. <laughs> well, clearly okay. you know more than this about more about this than we do, so uh, we'll see you the fuck later. Exactly. And if they ask, you know, they're like, well, what is, what will the kids learn from all this? And I'll be like, well, they'll learn, you know, critical thinking and, you know, how to perform in front of people. And I'll start going into all my reasons. I'll be like, it hmm. sounds good. <laughs> Fun. The upside about there not, uh, not a lot going on in this town yeah. is a lot of people come to events because there's nothing else going on. I think that's one of the reasons why our events end up getting so big. Um, I, we actually just closed one of our shows, and I am sick to fucking death of people in this town coming up to me and not acknowledging the wild success that we've been having since I got here. Everyone keeps coming up being like, no, you don't understand. We used to have all the people in the world would come to our shows, and we'd make all the money in the world. And I was like, man, I've seen that department's finances. I can say with certainty... You were not making all the money in the world. And they're like, no, but we had all the people. It's like, man, you had a tiny-ass theater beforehand. Now we have a big <laughs> one. And uh, and we're having just as much, if not more, people showing up for shows now. And they're like, no, you don't understand. We used to get, like, small children. You're not from here. You're not you from know. here. It's one of the stupidest goddamn things I'm tired of hearing is people saying, no, you don't understand. You're not from here. You don't understand. You're not LDS. You don't understand. You don't. You're not married. You don't understand. You've been here for two years. I think I understand perfectly. You don't have four kids, Chris. I don't have eleven children. How could I possibly understand anything at all? It's fucking ridiculous. So. Okay, tell me, tell me about this debacle. I, I really need. To yes. So I, uh, for our listeners at home, which we've been ignoring for fifteen minutes, but. Oh, hi. Oh, well. Oh, hi, everyone. Um, we, we had our musical and everything actually all chosen. Um, it was going to be 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Which is an awesome show. Which is arguably one of the the best shows of the last 50 years. Would you agree? I really want to do it at my school as well. I'd yeah. Love, yeah. Um, it's, it's on most short lists of what are perfect shows for high school performers to do. Which is, mm -hmm. again, couldn't agree more. Um mm -hmm. And we had gotten approved the show in April of last school year, um, which is great because we were doing it and it's fine because it's fine to do this show. Um, early on in the year, we had a new superintendent takeover and I decided out of, um, out, of, out of respect to them, I would kind of let them know what all was happening with the theater department. So I went up to them. I had another thing that I had to chat with them about anyway. And I was just kind of like, also on a side note, this is our season this year. This is what we're doing. Uh, here's some copies of scripts. They're all approved. We're all fine. I'm just kind of letting you know. Uh, we we get people angry about sometimes ridiculous things. So if you receive letters about like, oh, I'm, I'm corrupting the children. Please pay it no mind because I'm not. We're fine. <laughs> this community is just bananas crazy. 
So I'm corrupting the youth. So, you sure are, Chris. I know. Um, but she took that as me asking for permission to perform these shows, which we obviously were not. We had already done these shows. And um, this turned into a month and a half long debacle where Spelling Bee was not allowed for the following reasons. We couldn't do it because gay people were in it. There we go. Which I'll come back to here in a minute. And uh, we also could not do it because there were silly words that somebody could interpret as being sexual innuendos. So, my favorite one, I mean, this is a spelling bee, so there are words they have to spell. It's also a comedy, so they're probably silly words. So all the words are actual words, and the script actually prides itself on being able to change almost every spelling word in the whole show. But apparently most of them were too offensive. For instance, tit up, which is spelled T-I-T-T-U-P-E, I believe, but it means to be attentive. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it would be something dirty, but it's not actually meant to be because they're in a fucking spelling bee and they're spelling words and it's a comedy. The word's supposed to sound funny, but fucking whatever uh we can't do the show because it boiled down to those two things being there were some kind of innuendos in it and gay people are also in it despite the fact that i had a wonderful little group of two girls who were more than happy to play those parts who i had gotten a hold of ahead of time and uh and and whatever Keep in mind, also, this year was the year that the Gay-Straight Alliance at my school got its feet off the ground and is approved by the school board. But the the moment... Oh, that's awesome. But uh, the very moment that we want to try and have a show with two minor characters in it who play loving, committed parents who happen to be of the same sex, or same sex, um, then, then we're... we're, the, we're I'm, I'm a monster. Can't do it. Uh-uh. Nope. I, I actually. Stars aren't in alignment, Chris. I know. I had, I I had a couple. Is a, a full moon out? Is a full moon? They'll turn into where gays, um, <laughs> where where their clothes become even more fashionable, and uh, and they become even more nice people. Oh no! <laughs> but um, I think my favorite bit of this whole thing of this show just not being allowed for some reason despite high schools doing it everywhere um it's a a great show for high schoolers it's an awesome show regardless of high school performers but um i had a couple parents after this whole debacle was over try to come up to me and explain the whole thing being like well after they tried to explain like the community feeling about this type of subject and uh they were like oh well i understand why you couldn't do the show and i was like pray tell why? Why? They explained, well, you can't do a show that promotes um, pornography or blasphemy. And that's just common sense. And I was like, are we talking about the same show? Pornography? Blasphemy? Yeah. What show did you think we were doing? Do in high school. No. What, what show did you think we were doing? They were like, that, uh, that one about spelling things. I was like, what, what do you think's in it? They're like, oh, there's like that gay couple. And I was like, what do you think they're doing? Being, being a gay couple. And that's pornographic, apparently. Because gay people existing is pornographic. Oh or God. something. Freaking out. God, 
Okay, I got a quick one then. Yeah, go. So I had I found out that I have the most squeamish kids in the world. Go on. These are these are high schoolers. You think you know? And for, for the record, several of my kids are already teen moms. Yeah. Sure. However, all of my actors are incredibly squeamish, particularly my main lead. About so about what? Babies? It's the throw up? steps. Yeah. So the original cast is four. So I went at minimum I need four actors. Shouldn't be hard to pull off. Yeah. So I had one guy, and he had to be my lead because he's. That's how I, I can't. He's your lead. That character. Yeah. Um, and then I, I bumped up the ensemble to have, instead of three, uh, be five. Sure. And uh, they were all girls, and all my girls were awesome. Um, my lead had never done a play before. Okay. Uh, which, of course, is risky. Um, I found out um, I found out about a month in that he was gay, but I said, all right, that doesn't really matter. I mean, you're, you're going to be acting nonetheless, which it sounds like you are already in in front of the school. Hi yo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a low blow. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Shout out but, to um, you, gay kids at at, at small <laughs> towns who aren't out to your town or school. This one's for you. you know, we love you all. Yeah. Um, but he comes up to me about like after reading the script, and he goes, "I don't, I don't think I can, I don't think I can kiss a girl on on stage." I'm like, "Why not?" He just goes, "I don't know. I just, I don't think I can do it." I'm like, all right, well, in order to, to mask the fact that you're not giving her a kiss, you're going to have to be close to, you're going to have to be close to them anyway. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to, we can mask it, but you're still going to have to be close. He's like, all right. And so, um, I just, I had to, I, there, there are maybe three kisses. Two of them are like pecks on the cheek. Yeah. And the other one's like a big dramatic. Yeah. It's the big kiss in the show. Yeah, and so, and it's like right at the very, it's like at the train scene, like near the beginning of it. And so I'm like, all right, um, you're going to dip her. It's like, I've never done that. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You've never lived. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a poor so gay kid in high school, Mitch. How many people <laughs> do you think he's... He's a big guy. Like, he, played, he, used, he must have played football in middle school. He might have. That doesn't mean he's going home and making out with all the little middle school girls. Or boys. In a town where hormones are crazy and there are little tykes running around the high school, you know, I, I would think that would be the least of my problems, but no. I just found that interesting. See, I don't have so much of the issue with kids worrying about kissing. I'm finding more issues that the parents are getting... Or not parents, uh, that parents, yeah. Um, that parents have more issue with a whole lot of things. I've got kids who really aren't horribly concerned with a lot of things. We just have, uh, in my intro to film class, which I started teaching again this try, that um, we had our kids create their own rating system. So we had kids create a list of things that were most offensive to least offensive, and we used that to create a film rating system. And yeah, on the awesome. Yeah, it were, I think it's going to work really well. But it was really, really interesting to see what this group of kids found to be offensive. And it's almost the polar opposite of what all the parents in this town seem to think is horribly, horribly offensive. It's a lot of cursing. It's a lot of people being gay. It's a lot of uh, mild sexual content. 
mild nudity most of the time is not horribly offensive. And I couldn't agree more with all of these kids. None of these things are horribly offensive. The things that got into being offensive were like graphic violence, sexism, uh, animal cruelty, rated higher than almost everything else on the scale. And it was uh, rape, obviously. Um, but it was really interesting to see that the kids are completely fine with all this, but the parents lose their motherfucking mind about the stupidest little things, which is really depressing. But apparently I don't understand because I'm not from here or something. <laughs> you don't have kids, Chris. How could you know? Well, you know. You don't understand. <laughs> it was like this before. Yeah, I don't... I don't even know. No, I don't have kids here, and I don't have... Like, I'm not a, a, a married for 11 years for some reason, and I didn't get married outside of high school, or right out of high school, and make that poor life decision, so... It's just, the fucking kids here are so much better at realizing the world around them than their parents but the parents constantly are trying to shelter their kids from everything except for i'll have like two kids in every class who will come up and be like being gay is a choice and you're making the wrong one haha -ha. and and god damn it these fucking moron little kids for every two of them, I'll have 20 excellent kids who are much more world-worthy, but... Sounds about right. God damn it. Fucking, fucking damn it. <laughs> so, I... Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. So, um, are you... How's how's the small town? Is it all just football-y stuff? Have you had any run-ins with the community yet? Are you corrupting the youths? Uh, as far as the community is concerned, they're all... well. Apparently, again, the teacher before me, I only met her the once, but yeah. according to all the students and several of the teachers, they're like, yeah, she, the program's in decline because she would, she taught very much out of the textbook the entire time for both speech and theater. And, yeah. and I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't understand how you can do that. That's and she didn't even do gross. two full shows uh, a year, which really baffled me. Ick. Like at least two a year, and then maybe you know side stuff. Like you know, just I think that's kind of a given. Yeah, I mean, I've got three a year, and uh, a bunch right. of various other small stuff throughout the season as well. And I've even got my student board this year that's wanting to do a couple of other things. So that's that's great. They're taking the initiative. They want to do a thing with the class. Absolutely, I'll let them do it. So well, yeah. But, yeah, um, I'd like to build up to that. I'd like to build up to that right now. Right, um, because of what the the small community theater wants me to do, I'm trying to start like a variety show kind of thing. That'd be pretty cool. You could even get into like a vaudeville variety unit, and you know, doing poetry performances or doing really whatever. I just or that. I want it to be, and I'd like to get more and more happening. And so that's that's my plan for opening up more and more things to happen. But well, that's pretty cool. It's it's. It's crazy, man. Like, I'm still... The problem was, I'm not teaching exactly the classes that I would like to. I'm still working off of the teacher before me's classes. Yeah. So, um, so believe it or not, I'd like to... I'm trying to do um, film analysis next year. And I'd fun. like to just have a class dedicated to the variety show, because apparently I can do that. 
I'll, I do a similar thing with my third trimester of my class. The kids create a showcase piece, which is completely yeah. run by all of them. And last year we had kind of a weird reaction to it because the kids didn't fully understand what all it was. But once we actually got it all being performed, the kids just really flocked to it. And this year it looks like it's going to be uh, an even more successful thing. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that looks now. Mm. But um, so you don't do a whole lot of competition stuff then, right? Well, I haven't done it so far this year. I mean, if I get more students excited about it next year, I'm going to push into that. Okay. So we actually just got back. Oh, go ahead. In trying to build up the program, I'm trying to, you know, just focus on one thing and then slowly add on to it. And it's it seems to be working so far. Okay, cool. So. But I'd love to. Right on. We actually just had our state competition this year. And last year we had one group end up finishing in third in the state, which was great. And this year we actually had a really, really good group of kids who were going to state. And we were actually poised to do extraordinarily well. Um, In chatting with some of the other coaches in the area, we were actually looking, we we had a couple other coaches kind of being like, no, Chris's school is probably going to take the sweeps trophy home for the first time in history. And I was like, oh, I I think you're probably right, because we got some stupendous stuff. But unfortunately... Uh, if anybody in the, uh, yeah, if anybody at home is hearing the train, um, I, I have a train oh, outside my house. So, um, okay, first, the, oh, well, train brothers, hooray, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the lamest thing we could possibly be. So, um, but we were actually poised to do extraordinarily well this year. We had a really good serious game. We had a really good original game that we were going to be bringing uh, we had a really good group of kids, and we were we could have at least done third at sweeps, um, which would have meant we had the third highest score in our region. But when semis and finals and everything start coming up, almost none of my kids broke, which was shocking to me, to other coaches, to at least coaches in my area, to, to all of my kids who were all being told their pieces are really good. It's because their pieces were really good. I, was, I wasn't building them up just so they'd not succeed, but they were really good pieces, and I was really happy with what they'd created and what they were taking. But as it turned out, it's no shocker that I live in Idaho, by the way. Um, there's <laughs> there's, a, there's a, a picture of the state on the, on the, the clip art on every podcast posting. But... Um, in uh, Boise, Boise and the northern Idaho area really have the whole state locked down in regards to statewide competitions because they bring a thousand kids to everything. They also bring a thousand judges to everything. So it's a lot of Boise and up north in what's the Quarter Lane area, which is a town name, um, which is in northern Idaho, which they bring all their judges, they bring all their kids, and they just destroy everyone they're not usually very good some of the times but they have so many people which was the sad thing that happened at our competition we were poised to just this was going to be the first year that this school really started coming back to the table and like destroying the competition but that didn't happen we had almost nobody make semifinals and no kids made finals 
And the whole thing ended up with me and my kids watching a bunch of the finals and walking out asking each other, what the fuck just happened? Why did this even make it to state? Because this is garbage. There were pieces we didn't even know what they were about because it was just a girl, like, tussling her hair and talking about nonsense and people thought that doing a dramatic screen or a dramatic scene meant screaming all the fucking time and doesn't it no no it doesn't but you wouldn't know that there's also a fun thing mitch you're also a theater teacher do you teach your kids that their blocking needs to be justified that they can't just like fucking go all over the place on the stage for no reason i do several of them are still struggling with that concept yeah um several are still struggling with the concept of cheating out Well, that's that's an easy enough thing to fix, but the movement bit is the part that I constantly struggle with, but my kids are pretty alright at it. But okay. you wouldn't know that based on the kids over in western Idaho and in the north, because they move fucking everywhere. I <laughs> talked to a new teacher this year at state competition who was like, do you guys teach your kids that they need to be moving, like, all the time? And I just responded like, right Right? Tell everyone you know. Because apparently it's some weird secret that only you and I know. Because everyone teaches their kids they need to move all the time. Nobody tells their kids they just need to plant their feet sometimes and deliver their part. You need to move everywhere. Otherwise, it's boring, I guess. I did an exercise with, again, my lead, and I was telling him that he needed to stand still, and his response was, I am standing still. And then I just said, all right, fine. As you act out your dramatic scene... I'm going to mirror your images, mm-hmm. like what your body is doing. And he goes, okay. So he's doing a scene, and he asks himself what I'm doing when he sees me doing this. Like, for those at home, Mitch is swaying back and, and forth. For those of you at home, meaning just to, going from to and fro, rocking on his feet. And I'm just going... He's dancing. Goes, I'm not doing that. And I'm and Ben, not only me, but his scene partner went, yeah, man, stop. <laughs> <laughs> No, and, and that's, that's good. Where he like stood still, yeah. and it was great, and he had power, and it was excellent. And then the next day, dancing all over the place. Well, that's so good. I'm still struggling. Like I know I've mentioned that they need to. I've talked about how they need to justify their movement, but some are still struggling with it. Yeah. See, I, 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 me teaching theater in a primarily not not theater, theater area. See, I'm wondering if it was the fact that our the I know other lots of bad kids who don't want to do anything because um, it's the dumping ground for a fine arts credit. Sadly, mine was like that as of last year. I'm trying to change that. This year, I got really tight in with the counseling center. Um, one of the few friends mm-hmm. I've got up here, which is sad to admit onto the internet, but fuck it. Uh, one of the few friends I've got. Up here still is one of our counselors who's done a really great job of making sure kids are aware of what these classes entail. And they've become less dumping grounds and more the kids who genuinely want to be there. Which is yeah. great. The classes aren't quite as big because they're not just That's dumping okay. everybody in these classes who just wants to dick around and not do anything. But right. the classes which are now between probably 19 and 25 kids, which is perfect. Wow. But um, now it's, it's, it's not the dumping ground anymore. I don't know what the dumping ground is. It could be just like the normal art classes, but it's definitely not the theater anymore. Do what? I'm still trying to get to that. To the, to the art? 
To the not dumping. Oh, to the not having your class be a dumping ground kind of thing. That's yeah. that's it's it's a challenge, and it's it's definitely something they have to work with counselors on. So, unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, we've got some really good counselors who are all of the same opinion of me on a lot of things. So, especially one of them in particular, and I get along very well. So, we want to make sure mm -hmm. that um, the kids have their. Uh, or the kids have the best opportunity to learn, and making a class that's a dumping ground is nobody's going to learn anything in that environment. So exactly, that was a really that that was actually a very epi or academic uh, bunch of conversation we had there, Mitch. It what? was yeah, it was we we talk about smart things every now and then. Yeah, motherfuckers thinking we not classy <laughs> and shit. Fuck. Fuck, man. <laughs> I'd be on my best behavioral today. Not anymore. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Ass. Fucking dicks. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So. It's outrageous. Oh, yeah. But, um, so Mitch, would you say that, uh, local climate there, though, really hasn't, um, like, turned on you all quite yet? What do you mean? Like, uh, you don't have people that think you're, like, corrupting students and whatever? They're all just happy for you Not to be here in a park? The biggest response was... The biggest response was to the people who came to the play, Wow, I didn't think I would enjoy it that much. Oh, that's good. That's the big thing. And, you know, you hear that a while, and sometimes based on the people who are saying it, you're like, Oh, well, thank you. I'm really glad you did. And then there are some who say it almost as if it's... They expected they were, they were a train wreck? On, Man, I was thinking it was going to be shit. And it turned out it to be not shit. So I'm just kind of like, well, thank you. I'm trying not to... I don't think it should be shit. No, it shouldn't. Well, that's so good. Stuff like that. So I saw a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm getting genuinely good responses right now. Like, they're all like, oh, well, I didn't think it was going to be a comedy. I'm like, well, I kept on saying it's a comedy. <laughs> Mitch, you'll, you're going to discover that small town community. I would like it. You're going to discover that small town communities don't actually read anything about these shows. If it's a comedy, they're like, I have... What is this play about? If I advertise that we're doing a children's play, which is a comedy, people are going to come in and be like, it was kind of childy. Like, motherfucker, what did, did you, how did you, I hate you. Go fuck yourself. Of course it was childy. It's for children. Goddamn. But. So, generally, I'm getting positive messages right now. Now, granted, I've only had time to do one play. Yeah. Um... So not too much time. The community's still getting to getting to know me, mm -hmm. but that's that's all right. I think I think right now I'm on a good side. I I'm looking right now for what play. The nice thing is I don't need to launch my whole season right at the beginning of the year because okay. again, a lot of them were very surprised that I was doing two plays. Oh, the very idea. So I ordered a handful off of um off of SamuelFrench.com. I'm looking forward to reading them during my winter break. <laughs> oh, very cool. And the nice thing is I've already had several kids, uh, most of them in my classes. A lot of them haven't, and uh, just been like, dude, I'm I'm excited to audition for the next play. When are, when are auditions? In which case my response is, I don't even know what the play is yet. I'll tell you when I know. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> See, we just started announcing uh, auditions and things for our, our musical coming up, so. Um... Really? So you do auditions then the semester before? Uh, not really. We announced auditions. Auditions won't be until we after Christmas break. Yeah. So we have okay. kids who are getting ready for their musical auditions. And the musical is a larger 
collaborative effort amongst the whole fine arts department and other members of the school, yeah. um, which is something that I it has never been before really, me. So I can't really afford to do a musical right uh, during the spring because all of my choir teachers, the there are like two or three choir teachers, they're all awesome. Yeah. But all of their competitions are during the spring, so it's a really uh, that's a rough time. time. So I'll have to. I want to do a musical. It'll have to be in the fall. Right on. We actually, um, in my musical searches, um, I currently have like nine scripts from MTI sitting over at my desk at school because I was constantly trying to find a show that would, quote, adhere to community standards, which, <laughs> after I said that phrase to almost everybody in the school, they, they responded with some version of, well, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Um, but they can't say bullshit because it's in the Bible or something that they can't. <laughs> or their pretend pseudo-Bible. We saw um, that in the temple. You can't say that. <laughs> we saw that. Can't say that. But, um... Yeah, it's, Dude, um... They had a whole exhibit dedicated to that, man. You, we did. When you were up here, they, they had a whole exhibit to bullshit, if I remember oh, correctly. Yeah. It was just downstairs from the intergalactic the Jesus. Donated, except they didn't. All the stuff that they donated, except they didn't donate it. It became a museum <laughs> installation. Uh, I believe it was just two floors below the intergalactic Jesus statue. Oh, classic command. Uh, just, just finest of art. But um, it's a pretty mural. It's a very pretty mural, but it's a uh, looks a little not biblical. Yeah. But um, anyway, I digress. Um, do what? Clashing information. Clashing information. Yes. But um. So this will actually be kind of a fun story here, bud, is that I have all of these scripts and everything sitting at my um, my desk at school that all that are all the musicals that we were considering doing before we actually chose the one that we're currently going to be doing, which is um, a newer musical called Band Geeks, which is just fine. It's about as offensive as a Disney Channel original movie, and they still <laughs> had problems with me doing it because it said, like, butts and things in it. Wait, wait, what? They, they still had problems with me doing it because it said, like, butts and has a whole bunch of band humor. So Wait, not, like, band humor? I don't... God damn, I don't know. Okay, sorry. Anyway, keep going. That's okay. I don't you know this town. Like can't say, like, butts. Um, or, or teachers <laughs> being, you know, romantically interested in another person. How dare what? we? Yeah, this is absurd. Other than their spouse? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't like Are it. People born with spouses? Spice? Born with spouses with spices? Multiple spouses? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't maybe up here. I don't if they get married young enough, it seems like they might as well. But um uh -huh. but anyway, all these scripts and everything that I have and I was going through trying to find something that would be considered more appropriate. And in the back of my mind, I remembered my teacher training and chatting with a bunch of old mentors that I used to have who would say if you're in a hyper conservative area that's all bible -y, you can always do Godspell. And I was like, that's right. I could do Godspell. For those of you who don't know, it's a musical version of the Gospel of Mark. That's pretty much it. It's it's almost just ripped straight from the Bible and they sing things. Um, it's, it's a really cool show and I actually really like it a lot, regardless of being a very religious-y show. But um, I brought that up as an idea and, and they came up to me being... Or they came up to me with, uh, with the with the thought that, well, does it have Jesus in it? I was like, well, of course it fucking has Jesus in it. It's a musical about Jesus. And they're like, is there any way we can 
not have Jesus in that musical? It's like, no. Why? And they're like, well, is it respectful? <laughs> it's like, why are you asking me all these questions? It's the Bible, guys. Why is this an issue? Mitch, did you know it's apparently offensive to show Jesus physically on stage in something that's well, not a church function? No, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. And then you, you look at that. the list of the schools and theaters and churches doing the show currently, and it's like <laughs> Middle School Baptist Church in Louisiana is doing the show because <sighs> Mormons are apparently better than everyone. It's a bunch of down in Louisiana. Is it? Is it a bunch of heathens in Louisiana? I'm pretty sure it's a whole bunch of red meat eating fucking conservative Bible thumpers, Mitch. I'm pretty sure it's not. All you red meat conservative fans of ours in Louisiana, shout out to you. Shout out to you guys, because you're awesome and I love you. But man, you are anything but heathens. I know there are heathens there. But it's a fucking, like, middle school Baptist church production of Godspell. But Idaho's too good for it. Because... That's wonderful. Reasons, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Man. But anyway. So. So, um... Mitch, you got Can anything... You do Godspell? Just without the God? Without, you know, the God? So it's just a bunch of Probably random people? Spell. Would that be okay? Called it Can Jesus be a disembodied voice? You know, from the heavens for the whole thing? He doesn't have to sing, does he? Because I'm pretty sure the Bible never says that Jesus sang. Thou shalt not sing. Thou shalt not sing. If I had it my way, if we'd done Jesus, I would have tried my damnedest to make sure that Jesus was cast as a woman, preferably a minority, and hopefully gay. Because... Yeah, that or, you know, you could step in for that. Oh, that would be... I don't want to do that. I don't want to take that opportunity away from my kids. <laughs> but that you would just be... You would make a ton of friends if you did that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I would. I'd, <laughs> I, I'd get big-headed about it, too, and be like... Uh, I'd walk into a temple or something and be like, that's me up there. They're like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your body of me. You look up and go, twinsies. Twinsies. <laughs> Passing around them dumb little yeah. communion wafers and... Communion okay, grape back, juice. Way, speaking of dumb Blood slang of myself. School, do what? Do you, speaking of dumb slang that I've been hearing a lot lately, especially mm -hmm. lately, have your kids said the, that something is bay before anything else? The fuck does bay mean? I just learned about this like, I want to say four days ago, like, and now I'm hearing every one of my kids say it. Like B A E bay? Like, oh, dude, Netflix? Netflix is bay. And I'm like, what is that? Is it... And they say, oh, it's bay. You don't want to know what bay means? Of course I don't. I speak English. Of course I don't. Go, I'm not a 14-year-old moron with, a, I guess, a speech <laughs> deficiency. And he goes, oh, bay, like B-A-E, before anything else. And I'm like, that's stupid. That's that's stupid. I hate it. I was thinking, like, maybe abbreviated version of badass, but that yeah, would be giving, that would be meeting them more than halfway. That's... But it's even cooler to say B-A, I feel like, than bay... Ugh. Motherfuckers. Morons. I, I mean, your kids are making up terms. At least... <laughs> my kids are still wearing mullets, and it might as well be like 91 down here. I got one kid with a really weird-looking mullet. Because he's doing, like, a mohawk that goes into a mullet. Oh, a Euro mullet? Goes. That means he's the worst. 
he he looks like the worst. Ugh. I don't know his name, but I don't care to find out. Pretty sure his name is 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 Dickhead. Dickhead <laughs> McGee. Chad Dickhead the Fourth. Chad Dickhead the Fourth. Pretty sure that's his name. The Dickheads go are very long and illustrious. <laughs> Family in Missouri, they in the middle of nowhere. Mayflower. Yeah, they came in over on the Mayflower. And he kept on going up to other people and goes, Hast thou popped thy collar? <laughs> oh, I would punch that guy. Uh-huh. Ugh. Oh, fuckers. But... So, so your town's still not turned against you, though? Not yet. Or at least you don't feel like your town's turning against you? Give me another semester. Give you another semester. We'll do another podcast and be like, Chris, it's all gone downhill. What am I doing here? Get me out. I don't know where I went wrong. They found me. Ugh, that's no good. But um I'm I'm actually <laughs> I'm getting I'm I'm getting to the point where it seems like I, I've got parents who are angry and on my side now that the spelling bee debacle is all occurred. But mm. For every one parent who I have who is on my side, I've got almost ten who are not, and seem to think that I don't understand things, and I can't, I can't possibly have anything good to teach their child, and I'm trying to turn their kids <laughs> against him, and and I'm just not caring about what the community has to say about things, which isn't entirely false, because the community's ah. got kind of some really bad ideas about a lot of things and i'm not reinforcing lds values in my classroom which is a joke um yeah, so it's a little bit. yeah it's, it's getting kind of tough being here for a while so it's um i i won't i i have the state that i currently reside in on the on the image for this podcast if, if you're listening to it and watching well, if you're looking at the immovable image, I guess, as you watch this, you, you can easily see it. It's a poorly made outline of Idaho. But, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to be back here next year, but let's just say there might not be a whole lot more of those clip art pieces with Idaho on there. Mm -hmm. So, you get to a point where it just becomes really, really detrimental to your mental health to, to continue being in a in a location kind of like this so do you see a time there's where one, that go ahead there's one awesome uh gym teacher at the middle school she teaches uh the high school volleyball team cool. but she also teaches gym at the middle school and she's very sarcastic and very awesome and um it was like the day before Thanksgiving break, and the middle schoolers had a joke of a day. They just had this big assembly thing. Okay. And I was paired up with her, and so they were all watching some movie at the beginning, and I was talking to her, and she just she looked at me, and she, you know, we're catching up. We haven't actually gotten to talk to her or hang, hang out forever, and she's laughing. And finally she just goes, so you're not going to stay here, are you? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And she's just like, don't. I've been, he I've, I've been stuck here. Please don't. Tell me this is the end for you. I'm like, I'm thinking I might stay another year, another full year, get, you know, get a couple of years under my belt, make sure I know what I'm doing, and then I might try and get a bit more picky about, you know, where I end up next. And she goes, good. My daughter's been stuck here for longer than she needs to. She's going to she's gonna die here. And I'm like, oh, my God. Very morbid, but yeah, probably but, not you know, too she, false. She, 
And yeah, she was kidding, but it was just one of those I'm like, hmm, she's making a point. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I mean, I've I've talked to the teachers here who have gotten stuck, and it's it's yeah. sad because they're super talented and they honestly should have gotten out of here like a decade ago, but they've gotten stuck here for one reason or another. They've 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 married somebody here and they can't possibly leave or or they've just decided to throw every bit of their being into the position and mm -hmm. and not give anything for themselves and there's a point where i mean i'm here still for my kids i'm not working for i don't view my position as working for the district or the community because the community and district are kind of full of shit and are giving a lot of really poor ideas at some points um, I view it that I'm working for the kids, and the kids are really one of the only reasons I'm still here, is because sure. they're really great kids, and I want to help them along as best I can, but there's a point where you got to be a little bit selfish and be like, this, is, this isn't good for me. I don't like what this place is doing to me. I don't like what, what I'm, what's happening to me here. I, uh, I don't know, man. It's... That's that's kind of the mindset I'm starting to get yeah. into. So, I I I don't want to go back to not liking who I was. To quote yeah. Childish Gambino, because that seems <laughs> like someone we should quote right now. But to oh, yeah. to quote to quote Bino, I I I don't want to go back to not liking who I was, where I was not doing as best a job I could, and I don't think that this place has a whole lot more opportunity for me to do the best I can and grow as a, right. an educator and a professional and a theater person. The Now with the professional standards in place for productions, it's it's going to make it super tough for me to be able to do something that's going to keep challenging me. But, right. so I don't know. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm not coming back next year, but I'm, I'm saying that picture of Idaho could have another state on top of it at some point soon-ish. So, we'll see what goes on with that, but... I do occasionally, when I have a bad day, I, I do occasionally look at school spring and, like, offstage. Like, I, I, I like to, you know, still see occasionally what all is out there. Right now, all I've been finding is more and more stuff opening up in California, but that's the only place I've been seeing as of late. Yeah. Uh, keep but your again, eyes... We haven't, we haven't hit that point yet, and again, I'm not planning on... I'm staying here for at least a while longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of in the same position too. I. I don't want to be here forever, but yeah. I'm. I'm here for the few kids who are who are getting who are getting excited for it. Well, that's good. And I'm hoping that. I have no idea what it's going to look like next semester. Mm -hmm. she, she scheduled her acting class, her her theater class, so weird at the high school. She it's being a your predecessor. Class. Yeah. It's first semester is just theater, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. And then next semester is acting. So now, originally, I thought yeah. acting was going to be like a brand new class, but most of my kids from theater are like carrying on into it. Yeah. So it's just and the so same it's kids. All my bad kids. Yeah. And I'm getting additionally more bad kids. It sounds like. So yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, good, but that'll be stressful. I'm hoping to change that because by you know I get to submit what I want to teach all February, you know, next February, and yeah. I'm going to change the format on that, and hopefully then I won't have to teach ACT prep anymore either. Eek. Yeah. Well, that's no However, fun. Good things are 
good things are coming, but slowly. Yeah. I, I mean, this is by no means the best it's going to get for either of us, and right. neither of right, us right. will stay Again, here this forever. Is, this is the first stepping stone for both of us. Well, yeah, it's 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 the stepping stone in the theater, or the, the education direction for me. In the least, educational so. world, yeah. yeah. So... And and I'm I'm not gonna say that I'll go right back into education. Maybe after this, I might look at going back into the uh, professional world, seeing what happens there. So, I don't blame you. See what see what might happen. So I don't know. Got a couple of states I'm keeping my eyes on. Couple of schools. Uh -huh. And you brought up School Springs, and do you do Indeed jobs? Uh, I look at off stage jobs all the time. Off stage jobs. Indeed is another one that puts up education stuff Indeed. for those of you living at. For those of you listening at home, and you're like, man, where can I see all the <laughs> listings for job man. openings in the teaching world right now? Those are your websites, School Springs, and, indeed. Um, but uh, I'm not going to say that I've been looking at it or working on my resume, but usually they'll post around Christmas time. Always a good time to start looking. Yep, but... Um, not that we are. Not that we are. You probably not. Me... I'm not. Eh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Mitch, this is whole this whole thing's kind of starting to wind down. And uh, for those of you listening at home, which this is your first episode, um, welcome, I guess. Uh, here at this point, we like to have a couple of things. First of all, before we get to story time, Mitch, what's something you hate this week or month? Something or I hate this week. Something you hate. Hate of the week. Uh. Despite the fact right that now, these Xbox aren't really One. Why do you hate Xbox One? Well, I got one because a friend of mine loves Black Friday, and I was like, well, I was going to get one in May, but fuck it, I'll get it now. Yeah! Woo! And I was all like, oh, man, I, I, I hope, and I'm very, very surprised that it has, like, a separate but equal Xbox Live on it. <laughs> it does. I don't it's understand that. Completely separate <laughs> Xbox Live program. Because <laughs> I was all like, awesome, you know, I'm going to... I'm gonna re-download like Battle Block Theater and you know Monaco and all these games that I bought online because no. it shares the internet. It should it should have all that. No, it does not. Nope, you gotta keep going back to the to the 360. So now I'm back on like I have the one game I, I came on my Xbox One, so I pretty much just watch Netflix on it and then I'll switch back over to play games that I like. Cool, cool. What are you playing, buddy? Uh, I got the package with uh, the Master Chief Collection. That's pretty cool. We should play sometime. And I've been yelling at how bad I am at Halo and how unfair I feel like several of the situations are. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should play sometime so we can be terrible at video games yeah. together. That sounds good, but you, I thought I heard you got a, an Xbox One. Yeah, I, I, I just have my pile of money here at home that I throw on the ground <laughs> and roll oh, in. Um, me and my counseling friend, um, we'll, we'll get together with other teachers sometimes and be talking, and they'll all be like, man, this tiered licensure system is going to make me not make a whole lot of money. What do you think, Chris and Caitlin? And we'll be like, well, we don't have, we, we got student loans, I guess. Um, other than that, we're not hurting as much. And then I'll be the one to be like, actually, I, I, I cash all of my checks into one dollar bills and I throw them into the middle of my living room and it's just the ceremonial money pit that I just roll around in and they're like are you for serious? It's like yes yes that's for yes I'm serious are you serious? 
how do you how do you live without that? How do you live without thousands of dollars worth of singles just in if the I middle of your living room? <laughs> if you want to call that living. <laughs> I can just become Pac-Man what, Jones whenever I want to. Uh, hate of the week for me this week. Um, oh, here we go. We're going to kind of bring it back a little bit now. Um, I hate... Mitchell, I hate stupid bullies. Because, I mean, as teachers, we have to hate bullies regardless. And they beat bullying being an issue into our heads constantly. At least at my school. I'm sure yours isn't too much different. But, um, stupid bullies who, 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 goddammit, they are the worst. Um, so today, we are in one of our film classes, we talk about filibusters. And, uh, for those of you at home, filibusters are a, a government thing that allow you to stop a bill being voted on. And we brought up filibusters because... Do what? What is that? By continuously talking. By continuously talking, just the whole time, yeah. And, um, we, we have this topic that come up because we're doing a unit on Mr. Smith Goes to Washington right now, where he has... A large portion of the film is a filibuster. So, we have the kids, um, I had the kids bring in articles and, uh, or personal experience that they could write about something that they felt they could filibuster on. And we were going to see how long the longest one could be. The longest one was about five minutes long. And I was like, do you think you could do this for like, you know, 16 more hours? And they're like, absolutely not. Um, and I had one little girl who came up and, uh, started talking about how... She doesn't see how gay marriage is that really that big of an issue. And, and it really shouldn't be anyone else's concern. Nobody's harming the institution of marriage. Nobody's marriage is getting harmed because other people are getting married to the same sex. And it's just kind of preposterous. And at the end, she was like, my parents are both gay. And I love them. My parents are both, are both lesbians. They're, they're both tax-paying, respectful members of society. And they're not hurting anything at all. And then, in my mind, she, like, dropped the mic on the stage and then walked back to her seat. But, um, in fact, that's not what she did. Um, she, she just went and sat back down. And we were all like, hey, good, good job. It was, you, you made it, like, three minutes long in your filibuster, not, not the longest, but it was fine. And everybody else is giving these similar topics. Um, we had somebody do sexism. We had one girl do aliens. We had one girl talk about Peter Pan for four minutes. Uh, it was just random nonsense. Some of them were political issues, some of them were not. And apparently, um, as soon as she left class, two of the kids in the class just started harassing her at the fact she had gay parents and that she should be ashamed and that her family is disgusting. I found out about this from the principal, who got a hold of me later, being like, this was a thing that happened. We need to destroy these students who are just stupid <laughs> fucking bullies. Granted, I'm paraphrasing. She didn't curse like this because she's... Sure. She you, keeps it reined in at school like we all do. But, and I couldn't have agreed with her more, and that's what I get to look to look forward to tomorrow, of explaining to students that they're stupid fucking morons. Mm -hmm. <sighs> God damn it. Quick little thing along sure. the line of your filibusters. I have, um, I have seven kids in my speech class. Speech class has become one of my favorite classes. Cool. I've got... Two boys, five girls. Alright. And they're just, you know, the, the boys are a little down to earth, but they've, they've actually become quite good speakers. One of my two boys um, does the bare minimum 
one of those kids. He's very quiet in class. Um, he's a good kid, so I don't get on him a lot. But um, like I don't have to, I don't have to tell him to you know keep working. But he he really doesn't. When it gets time to perform, he does very little. Yeah. So he has never gotten the time limit for his speeches right ever. Like the he's not meeting the minimum or the maximum. Correct. He's not reading the he's not meeting the minimum ever. Okay. So, for example, this was, um, the last assignment they had to do was a, um, what was it? Uh, they were doing, they were doing essentially another informative speech, essentially. Okay. why not? And it needed to be about four minutes long, because they had done their big project the last month. So now I'm just kind of, you know, I'm kind of easing them back into, okay, because we worked really, really hard in that mid-semester, now we're going to kind of tone it back down until the final. Okay. And they're like, awesome. So I gave them another informative speech. And I'm like, all right, it needs to be about four minutes long. You need to have these quotes, this and this and this. He spoke 58 seconds. <laughs> and then he just looked up and we're like, oh. And by the way, every time he's ended a speech, I feel bad. But he knows that how short he's going. I just go, oh, we're done. Yeah. Yay. And yeah, I feel bad, but then I'll go out after him being like, buddy, we had an eight minute long speech and you spoke two minutes. <laughs> I saw you doing research. What's going on? And he's like, I don't know. Oh, I fucking hate the I don't know kids. I do too. What are you doing right now? I don't know. Middle school, all he does is say, I don't know, because he just likes to whine. Ugh. See, I had I'm kids. Bored, Mr. Brosky. We'll do your work. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a camel. My favorite, like, my favorite response has become, whenever they do stuff like that, I always go, oh, you have to do things in class. Oh, no. <laughs> Sarcasm. Oh, in I case you didn't realize. And my kids are always like, broski, and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> for those of you at home, that's, that's Mitch's nickname, that's for, my nickname. At, at the Sorry. school. I, I will not share mine because because I'm an important member of society or something. As like me, you know, as opposed to me. As opposed to Mitchell. <laughs> Didn't mean anything by that, buddy, but I, I still got a year on you. Here, at least, in teaching. True, this is very true. For whatever that's worth. Because <laughs> age, apparently age and being in one place for a longer period of time means that I know more than you. Cause you do. Fucking whatever. Because you're a menace to society. Because I'm a menace to society, I guess. God damn. I'm only hoping I can become that. You'll be a menace one day. <laughs> I believe. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, but, um, and so concludes our hates of the week. Xbox One <laughs> and, and fucking moronic bullies who are just <laughs> the goddamn worst. So, thoughts just occurred to me. There could be a... My Xbox One, I'm just pissed off about that, and that was all I could think of. <laughs> Thought just occurred to me, Mitch, we, we could turn this whole uh, episode into a drinking episode where every time we say fuck or goddammit, um, it's just, it you would, you'd be smashed. I know I'm drinking during this whole thing, but yeah, for those of you at home who have made it an hour and ten minutes into this podcast, start now! Send us a comment, send us a comment, tally, how many times you say evil swear word. Because there's probably several. Hmm. <laughs> I will send you a warm soda in the mail. He'll do it, too. With no oh, return good. address. And you'll be like, why the fuck is this in my mailbox? Addressed well, to me. 
But anyway, so, Mitch, it's become that time of the night for stories. And yeah. as as our good buddy Taylor on the last episode promised, um, oh, I have a good one. Taylor's doing all right. Um, I chat with him here on the internet for the world to listen to. And by the world, I mean 20 people. Um, and, and via video games every now and again, you know, when I have free time, which is almost never. But he's doing fine. We talked about... Uh, do what? We gotta get a Mass Effect 3 game going again for old time's sake. That'd be fun. We should we should talk fun. about video games off the air, but um yeah. we definitely should. But um anyway, sorry. it's it's story time and as Taylor promised, I have a doozy of a tale today to tell. Which I probably okay. shouldn't, but fuck it. Mitchell Fuck What do you got? Yes. Drink everybody at home, because that was a fuck, and that was another one. Mitchell, do you have a story to go and uh, and share with the world? Because mine's gonna probably be longer. Um, probably. Let's let's think. Um. Okay, so this is this this kid has has surprised me in all the all the ways that are good, and I I think that all, every teacher needs to have a student like like this one. Let's let's call her Felicity. Let's do that. Um. So, uh, Felicity is, uh, as soon as I started up my, uh, my classes and, you know, I said, oh, we're doing a, we're doing a play. All the, all the kids are like, oh, maybe you can probably have Felicity try out. She did all the drama last year. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so, um, but I did not, I did not have Felicity in any of my classes. Yeah. So finally I have auditions again for, this is for 39 steps. Again, I had six. I ended up having six people in the play. Thirteen auditioned for me. Okay. So I had very few, but the ones I got, I'm very proud of. So in comes Felicity, this scrawny, little thin girl who's slightly shorter than me, and she she seems kind of kind of nervous around everyone. I mean, she knows these kids, but she doesn't know me, so she's kind of nervous. And so I did I did my audition process. Uh, very similar to how we audition for one acts at MSU, you know, as a group. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, step forward and say your name and like your favorite book is like as an evil scientist or stuff <laughs> like this. And the goal is to see how well they take a direction and you know how how fast they are with coming up with that idea. And out of nowhere, so for example, I was like, say say your name and your favorite book as like an evil scientist. And she so she kind of nervously walks up and then she puts her hands together. She's like, my name is Felicity. And she starts like cackling, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, this, this girl, amazing. And so every time I need like a goofy character voice, she instantly is the first one to try something. Cool. And it's, it's incredible. So, or maybe like, I'm starting to hear me on your computer. It's weird. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, for those of you who at home weren't thinking Mitch was in the room still, I know he announced it at the beginning, but if you came in halfway through, Mitch is still not in the room with me. Surprised. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like maybe a month to two weeks before we open, comes up to me and she goes, so hey, I was wondering if I could make like a trailer for it, the play. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I was going to bring in a camera. I took media class uh, last year, so she'll let me borrow equipment. 
I was just going to film it and talk to the principal about playing it during lunchtime to maybe get some more kids. And I just huh. stepped back and was like, oh, my God, that's the coolest idea I've ever heard. And I'm like, and you can you can do all that? And she's like, yeah. And so I I was like, all right. So the, the week before our tech week, she's asking if we can just run specific scenes for her to film. Yeah. And we do. And then I, I don't see her for a weekend. She comes back. She says, can I borrow you after school? And I said, I, I got kind of got to run. But... She gave me a script and asked if I could read through in my in my trailer voice. <laughs> and and then she spits out this trailer and it's I walk into the high school the next day and it's playing on the uh, you know on the TVs outside. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> and she just she comes up to me and the first thing she says is like, "Did you like it? Was it okay?" And I just give her this big hug and I'm like, "It's amazing! I never expected anything like this." And it's just it's one of those. Kids that makes you damn proud to be their teacher and their mentors. So. That's awesome. It, it's it's yeah, cool so. to have those kids that you can always go to that take the initiative and you can always count on too. I've I've got a number of them as well, and they're 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 great to work with. They are so Felicity out there. If you know who you are, you're awesome. Felicity, not of course being her real name. So I have you another year. <laughs> yeah, Felicity, of course, not being her real name, right? Wink. Or is it? Or is it? I've I've got a number of those as well. Let's call them I don't know, Beth, and uh, let's say I don't know Austin's a cool name. John. John. I don't have I have a John this year, but Paul. none of these people are a John or a Paul. Everyone has weird Mormon Paul. names like Brayden and Michaela spelled with four Y's. You told me about that. Ugh. I have a Makesha in one of my classes this year. If you had to guess, if you had to say, what's the weirdest name that you have? Makesha is weird. Makesha. Makesha. Um, anything... I have a exchange student from the Ukraine. Yeah? And her name is Anastasia, which isn't that weird of a name. <laughs> I've got a couple of exchange kids this year, and they're, they couldn't be more more helpful. They're They're all spectacular students. I love them all. But um, I only get a couple of them every year. I've got one of them who's become one of my groups of heathens in the morning um, that is in my room all the time. And uh, she's never taken a drama class before, and she's in one now, and she couldn't be more excited because because it's not really a class offered in her home country. But um, okay. But anyway. Where's she from? Uh, I believe it's Italy. Wow. Yeah. But, um, got her, I've got a... I was a, surprised no drama class in Italy. I was okay. too, but, um, but whatever, I've never taught in Italy, I've only ever been over there for different things, so. But yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, for, if you want to hear stories from Italy, listen to other podcasts where, uh, where, where shit's gone down. So anyway. So anyway, you've got a story. Moving on, I've got a story, Mitchell. So, at some point... In one of the last episodes, I brought up something about my big cycling trip here over the uh, summer that I had. And in each town, I was sure to try and find one really cool cycling thing that I could do. I found plenty of really cool things to do, but I tried to make sure in each town I could find at least one really cool thing to do. So, in looking through all the towns, I went to Vancouver, British Columbia, which is awesome. Shout out to Vancouver peeps, um, who are definitely not listening to the show, but it'd be cool if you was. <laughs> Um, went to Portland, Oregon, and I went to Seattle in Washington, opposed to, I guess, Seattle, Texas or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's only one Seattle. But anyway, um, Kansas. Seattle, Kansas could be a place. 
But anyway, uh, when I was looking through all the cycling events in Seattle, I noticed that there was one really big one. And upon seeing it, I was like, that's on my list of things to do before I die. I'm doing it. I will move heaven and earth to make sure that I do that event because I want to be able to do that because it's something I want to do before I die. So, what it was, Mitchell, was the World Naked Bike Ride of Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really fun experience and one of the more unusual experiences I've ever had. Um, it's, it's, I, I've told you stories before. I'm, I've never been horribly shy about nudity. Um, one of these days, Mitch, when we have you on the show again, we should tell you, we should, we should share one of the, we should talk about some of the drinking friends that, that, that you've introduced me to. Um, but anyway, for another episode, but anyway, I've never had a terrible issue with nudity, but it's always been in a much more controlled setting. At the most, it would have been just several people, and not an, a major American city worth of people. So, it's it's very awkward for about the first ten minutes or so, and after that, you forget you're riding naked through a major American city. Until you happen right. to look down and you're like, oh, that's right, this is still happening. <laughs> so, which is a weird thing to think about, because you're usually acutely aware of the fact that you are nude, especially riding a bike. I was wondering where that breeze was coming from. Yeah, it was, it, it's, it's weird. Um, and I've chatted with a couple of people about this whole thing, and um, they would all think that it's like, oh, I could never forget. I was like, you'd be surprised, because you do. Um, but... Unfortunately for me, I met a whole bunch of really great people from all over Seattle that I got to ride with for, for that day. Um, and wouldn't you know it, it was the hottest day on record in Seattle that year. Or that summer, rather. And uh, I just happened to forget my suntan lotion. Or sunscreen, or sunblock, or whatever you guys want to call it, wherever you are. Whatever its colloquial name is, I forgot it. Which, I don't know if... It would be high on your list, Mitch, if you were riding nude through a major American city on a bike. But it should be. Well, I don't be think I would naturally think about it, but... It, it should be very high on your list of things that you need to be bringing. Because, Mitch, a lot of things can burn. Like what, for instance, Chris? Well, you know, junk. Junk could burn. <laughs> um, I was fortunate enough, and my... Right into the fray. Well, yep. You know, junk. I was, I was fortunate enough my, my junk was remained unsunburnt. However, only all of my back and most of my ass got sunburned. <laughs> so, this trip was a, was a, I was living out of a backpack, which weighed about 45 pounds, and the next place I had to cycle to and around was Vancouver with this gigantic fucking backpack, no, which now has... Just during, this... during this naked ride, did you have the backpack or not? No, God, no. I, okay, I had so my little... The dumping uh... ground for your stuff? Oh, no. Uh, my, the dumping ground for my stuff is I have a, uh, I have a, uh, a tour bag that's on the back of my bike that I was able to dump all oh, my okay. things in. So I was sure to ride there wearing as little clothing as I could because the, the tour bag wasn't very large. So, so it was fun. It was a really great experience. You get to meet a whole lot of really cool people out there. Um, and and I would recommend it to anybody listening. It's a really cool time, and you think it's going to be really awkward, and it will be for a little bit, but if you go at it with 
knowing that you're gonna have fun, you'll you'll have a lot of fun. You'll meet a lot of people. So it's a really good time, and and you get some really fun comments out of people. For instance, at the World Naked Bike Ride, um, body paint is usually a big thing, and uh, and I didn't do anything with body paint, but I sat next to a lady who was and was doing like a whole bunch of checkered patterns all over her chest and back, and. Uh, and, and, and she made some kind of comment, she had her friends doing her back, and she made some comment being like, now please don't be drawing dicks on my back, please. And I was like, well, I mean, it really wouldn't be bad with the dicks on your back, but, but you'll have a sunburnt dick on your back for the entire rest of the summer. And she's like, well, I've kind of accepted that I'm going to have all these horrible tan lines. I mean, I have all these checkered squares everywhere. I guess I'm going to look like a net after this is all over. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, when the whole trip was over... She was uh she she washed all the paint off and everything and she her she had all these red lines she looked like a net all over <laughs> all over chest and back and most of her arms she was great um and 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 had a great sense of humor about it which everybody else did so it's it's a really great experience and um not as many people hated us as we would have thought so uh, we only had one asshole come up to us at a stop. And, uh, and he came up to one of our group leaders and was like, I don't know if you realize this, but everybody who's clapping for you actually hates you. And then he stomped wow. off and we were like, well, thanks, I guess. We love you, guy. Um, you might not believe this, but everyone here actually hates, hates you. you. <laughs> because we're just having innocent fun here. Also protesting, you know, oil dependency. And, 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 and the fact that bodies are viewed as something to be ashamed of. And, and you're, he was where he looked like a yachtsman. He had like an ascot and a cap. Like a, like a sports coat in 120 degree weather in Seattle in the middle of downtown at a sidewalk cafe. I guess he was going yachting. He looked like he was going to be a yachtsman, so. Um, I think one of my favorite pieces was, uh, we rode by a Palestinian protest at one point which was huge and everybody had all their flags and signs and all these things and uh, it was right by an intersection and we stopped at the intersection because it was a stoplight and everybody's attention went from the went from the uh, protest and slowly you could see as everybody's heads turned around towards us and they're like what oh down with whatever down with whatever and then they slowly turn around like the fuck's going on over here what is this <laughs> Where are all these, what, what's with all these naked dudes and ladies? I don't understand. <laughs> so it was it was a fun time. So um, one of our uh, school groups is actually going to be going to Seattle this summer. and uh, Or not this summer, this year. And uh, they were talking about how they're like, oh, we're going to do Pike's Place Market. Have you ever been there, uh, Mr. Teacher Man, Chris? And I was like, I have been there. They're like, what would you think of it? I was like, well, it's pretty nice. Food's pretty good. Be careful, the road is really bumpy. And they're like, what do you mean? Well, it's all brick and cobblestone. They're like, what do you mean it's it's bumpy, though? Don't worry about it. Because, Mitch, there is almost no worse feeling than being a naked man and riding a bike on a big cobblestone, painfully bumpy-ass road. Because it's, it's uncomfortable, Mitch. Lots of things jumbling around. Don't necessarily need to be jumbling around on a cobblestone street. But, um... 
Apparently, uh, one of the one of the things they don't tell you actually though about it is your seat gets really hot because your seat is black and usually leather. So when you stand up to like climb mountains or, or to climb mountains to climb hills or something, your seat gets <laughs> to climb mountains, the mountains of Seattle. Yeah, right. yeah, but um, the one one of the things they don't tell you is that um, your seat gets really really hot and when you're climbing hills and everything, standing up and then you go back to sit down. You're like, nope, gotta stand back up because I sat down on an <laughs> oven because this is the worst. Um, but yeah, so there's my story is World Naked Bike Ride. I'm a veteran of it. And I would love to do it again at some point. It's it's super cool experience. I would recommend it to all of our listeners. So if you're if you're driving throughout major American cities and you see naked people a riding past you on a bike, you know, uh, give them give them a wave because because it's 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 all in good fun and to protest oil dependency, which is kind of an issue we might get into later on at some point, and and also positive body image. There were people of all shapes and sizes, and we were all more than happy of our bodies, so. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was fun. So anyway, yeah. Mitch, do you have anything, closing remarks, anything you want to plug, or talk um, about? Nothing big right now. Again, just finished the show, looking for, uh, looking currently for the second show. Um, I'm hoping at some point during the break when I'm not catching up on sleep or food, you know, <laughs> those important things that we need to continue to function. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get back into writing uh, my comic. It's been an entire semester that I haven't gotten to, and that really ticks me off. And so yeah. I'm trying to, I'd really like to fall back into it because it's something that I really enjoy. Well, cool. But um, on that, you know, support your local breweries and you stay stay classy out there wherever you are. I, I would say support your local breweries and your local theater departments and theaters and and high school teachers, especially those of us who are single and don't have a thousand children and and teach in tiny shithole towns. Just saying. Know, in order to, to drive from Springfield up to here, you have to pass by one of the smallest towns we have in Missouri called Plu. It's not even a real place. No. And it's I've, I've created one of my numerous voices is is uh, I forgot the name I gave him but he's the mayor of Plu, <laughs> and he he's the mayor over two other people his mother and his sister. Do you, so. do you got do you want to leave us on a voice of of the mayor of Plu, Mitch? He is the mayor. No one respects me because no one knows where Plu, Missouri is. <laughs> but I am the mayor. That's 2016 re-election. <laughs> Sure to get one of the two votes. The other one is is they they filled in the other box and put somebody who's a dog and not eligible to be a dog to be a cat. All right. So on that note, everyone, thank you for joining us tonight on Secretly Irresponsible Role Models. I, as always, am Chris. I am Mitch. There you go. And thank you so much for listening tonight, guys. Have a good night. Bye.